Time for us to talk football right now with the coach. We do it every Monday. Bill Belichick joins us live. Hey, Bill. Hey, Glenn. Christian, how you doing? Hey, Bill. How you doing? Good. Doing well. And you? Everything going great? You've had some padded practices this past week. How much progress off those padded practices would, uh, would you say uh, you've made towards what is your goal to get ready for the first game? Well, we just need to keep trying to improve every day. And, um, you know, we're making progress. We have a long way to go. So, you know, just keep grinding it out. But, um, you know, players are working hard. And, you know, I'd say generally they're, um, you know, in decent condition. But we've got to get them in football condition. And that's, you know, that's always a little bit of a challenge. Um, you know, it's getting used to, you know, having bodies on bodies and playing with your pads and, you know, all those things that that's hard to train for until they actually get out there and do it. So, um, yeah, we're getting there, but still got a lot of work to do. So, Coach, have you guys had um, a live scrimmage yet where it's um, take to the ground, you know, you know, you know, no holds barred, no tapping off or anything like that? Have you guys had that yet? We've done a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Not a lot, but we've done a little bit of it, yeah. I think maybe it was – I think I heard something about maybe goal line. Do you plan on having, you know – a close to game live scrimmage as you can to somehow replicate like a preseason game? Because I guess, how do you know if this team's going to be a good tackling team unless you actually tackle and there's like repercussions and consequences for missing those tackles? Well, we've had tackling drills. I think tackling drills are, uh, we, we have had live tackling drills. Uh, so that's a little bit different than, um, you know, as you put it, scrimmaging. So, but, you know, some of the drills we do are, are live and some of them aren't. Um, so I guess going with 11 people live versus doing, you know, two-on-twos, one-on-ones, three-on-threes live, that's, you know, different than doing a full team, but it does get you some, um, you know, I'd say readiness for a full full contact work. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll look at it and, again, try to, try to do what we think is best here. Yeah, like a guy like Kyle Duggar who went to a smaller school and, you know, obviously the speed is, is, is so different, you know, from where he went. Has he, like, adjusted well in those type of drills as far as a capable tackler? Yeah, I think Kyle's, um, again, you know, it's, and all young players are, are learning. They learn something every day. It's, you know, regardless of what school they went to, this is different than, than where they were. Um, but... Again, we're you know we're we're getting there. I think all the players are improving, and they're you know they're working hard. We just gotta you know continue to to grind it out, and you know we'll see. Just take it day by day and see what we need to you know what we need to keep improving on. But um, I mean, look, we're we're, all, we're only a little over a week into practice in the training camp practices, so we obviously have a lot of work to do, and you know. Only limited amount of time to do it, so we'll have to try to figure out how we get the most out of it. Last week we talked uh, quite a bit about the challenges, the differences, and I think you kind of addressed it by basically saying it is what it is. Everybody's doing the same thing, so everybody's got to deal with it, so we're not at a disadvantage with any of this. But we've now seen false positive COVID tests, and you had them with your team as well, apparently from a laboratory down in New Jersey. What does that do now, Bill, when there are days when you go out there and you're told by the trainer that there are some guys that can't go out there on the field? Well, we control, we can control, and that's, you know, that's really what we can do. So, um, 
we can't do anything about what we can't do anything about. Has anybody addressed what happens if this happens, let's say, the Saturday before a game or Friday before a game? I mean, are there enough backups? Are you aware of a system in which if a guy does test positive, it might be a false positive, and therefore they're going to do enough testing that you can get them out on the field at 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon? Right. Well, the league has, uh, you know, different protocols in place. Um, you know, again, I'd say a lot of this has been, um, you know, somewhat fluid just as things have come up. Um, you know, things have been modified or adjusted uh, or in some cases changed a little bit uh, based on, you know, what what the experiences are and what's, what's actually really happening. We sort of you know, there's a lot of things you can plan for, but when you get in a situation like this, sometimes well, what actually happens is, is a little di- bit different than what, what you plan for. So, um, again, there's policies there and, and they're in place, and you know, but maybe if, if there's a, a need to change them or modify them, um, you know, I, I think that could certainly it's a possibility. You know, those aren't my decisions, but so. Uh, I think it's, you know, it's a situation that is going to have changes during the course of the year. And, you know, while everybody's trying to do what's best, we'll see how it goes. So you had a, uh, a lot of praise for uh, Gunnar Oshevsky. And I'm, I'm curious to know what your, um, what have been your impressions so far of Nikhil Harry I, I, this year. I know he's missed some time. Uh, but what, is, what, have, what have been your impressions of Nikhil Harry um, this being his second year? Well, I think all of our second-year players are, are way ahead of where they were um, last year. Uh, so that's you know, so that's that's a common theme from the whole group. They know more about what we're doing. They know more what to expect. They know more about what our opponents are doing and you know different matchups and so forth that that can occur that you know they just weren't aware of last year or not to the degree that they are now. So um, you know they they're all. You know, they're all moving forward, and they've all improved. And, you know, again, we've got to continue to – they've got to continue to grow, um, which they're you – know, they're they're working hard at that, and, and they're getting better. But, you know, they're not there yet. But, but it's better than it was last year. That's for Yeah, sure. you know, I was asking, Coach, because I know, um, you know, Nikhil Harry worked with um, – I don't want to call him a foot specialist, but <laughs> a footwork uh, coach, right? you know, working on, you know – cuts and routes and stuff like that one i guess was he was he lacking in that ability last year and if he was has that been something that you've noticed because he's obviously been working on just footwork as far as a receiver yeah well i think all receivers work on that they work on you know their route running and footwork they work on their hands and catching skills and concentration and and uh and top of the route type techniques to you know get open and create separation so and, you know, I think all players work on things that are specific to their position that can make them more effective in what they do. And uh, that's what good players do. Uh, fifth day with uh, Stefan Gilmore not at practice. It's been reported that it is a personal issue. Do you expect him back soon, tomorrow, next day? Uh, well, we have a, you know, there's some protocols that we have to uh, deal with. Um, so, but you know, when when he's able to come back, he'll be back. He's not holding out, is he? He's excused. 
Um, the next question I have for you was, um, you know, we, you know, Sean McDermott has been quoted about how the Miami Dolphins may have an unfair advantage because they're going to have fans in the stands. Do you, do you, have you guys talked about changing the rules or if the rules would be changed as far as, hey, if you're in a state like Massachusetts and Foxborough where you can't have fans, would you be able to pipe noise in for your home games? Uh, I think the league has addressed the um, the uh, noise situation and and um, how that's going to be handled. I don't think it's been um, completely, as I understand it. I don't think that's been uh, finalized. And but you know they talked about you know a couple of the thoughts they had and a couple of the, you know how they were planning on handle it or, you know, what the general, what the general thought was on that. And so when that gets finalized, then it'll be, um, you know, we'll, we'll go from there, um, which I think that'll be, you know, pretty soon. I, I think, you know, I think we have a pretty good idea what it's, what it's going to be, but I don't know if we're quite to the finish line on that yet. So, uh, when we get that information, we'll deal with it accordingly. But, um, I know they've looked into it, and they'll, you know, they'll have a, um, you know, they'll have it detailed out like, like everything else. Well, did you do you think that would you want to have, um, I guess, artificial sound for a home game? Yeah, again, we'll go. We'll see what the, you know, we'll we'll see what the rules and uh, uh, how all that's going to be handled, and and we'll go from there. I, I don't really even know what we're talking about yet, so we'll have to see how that goes. Be kind of strange to have nobody in the stands and you're going silent count. You know, just be a little weird. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, (laughs) you can look at that both ways. Uh, But again, whatever it ends up being, you know, it'll be the same for both teams, or it'll even out somehow. I'm sure. And when that, when we find out what that is, then we'll, if we have an option, figure out what the best thing to do is. If we don't have an option, then we'll. You know, take advantage of it. We can take advantage of it and deal with it when the advantage goes to our opponents. But it'll all, you know, it'll all work out. So let me ask you this, because there are so many little quirks and things that are involved in a football season that is so different from what we've seen in the past. And, you know, sound or no sound, it would change the way you practice during the course of the week, I would think, because you'd have to work on silent count if they're going to. Uh, put the sound in out there in Seattle with the at the same decibel level they would get with the real crowd. But how do you work on all of these different things? Do you have people behind the scenes that are going through all of this stuff, Bill, so that you can kind of integrate it into your planning for real games? Well, the the league I think has um, you know done a, done a pretty good job of keeping people informed on the areas that affect them. So, you know, we've had head coaches meetings and talked about different things um, that, you know, apply more to the head coach. There have been, you know, personnel meetings that apply more to, you know, personnel-type situations, personnel rules of travel that, you know, teams have their – um, travel coordinators, uh, and they talked about you know the different situations they would have to, you know, that they would encounter there, um, and so forth and so on. So, 
uh, it all kind of, you know, it gets addressed in to the area and with the people. And so, you know, the people that are responsible for various things in our organization would, you know, be part of whatever that, whatever that subject happened to be that, that they were addressing, um, on the league level and, and with the other 31 teams. So that's, that's kind of the way all those things have been, uh, handled. Ultimately the league has to make decisions and, you know, decide how they're going to do certain things. And then when they do, they inform us on that. And if they, uh, haven't decided yet and they're still kind of work in progress or they're kind of waiting to, you know, see how, what they can do. Again, I, I don't think they want to put something in that not all 32 teams can do and not all facilities are the same, not all stadiums are the same. Um, you know, there's a lot of variation there. And so, uh, you know, they just can't say, well, this is the way it's going to be. And then, you know, find out what well, five teams for some reason can't, are incapable of doing that because of their individual situation. So it's, um, Again, when we get things, we'll, we we look at them. We try to understand them. Um, we know there are going to be some differences and then figure out what the best way is for us to handle it or if it's a situation that we can, you know, take advantage of and we know our opponents are going to take advantage of it when, when they have that opportunity, then, you know, we'll we'll figure that, try to figure out what our strategy is in that, at that point in time. So um, we're talking to Bill Belichick, head coach of the New England Patriots on the Harbor One Hotline. Coach, so you got a quarterback competition. Now it seems like you got a uh, kicker competition. Uh, you bring in Nick Folk. Uh, you also you drafted Justin uh, Rohrwasser um, in the fifth round. I guess my question is, um, how do you challenge kickers to find out, um, you know, which guy has the the, the mental strength in certain situations, like what type of drills do you do or situations do you put them in, uh, you know, to try to find out or try to test them to see if they will be able to, I guess, withstand the, the circumstances that they'd find themselves in in a big game. Is there anything you can do to kind of challenge them other than just the kick itself? Uh, yeah, I mean, we try to create situations, you know, two-minute situations, end-of-the-game situations where it just comes down to one kick instead of, you know, a field goal period where, you know, the kickers might kick, you know, a total of 10, 12 balls, however it gets divided. So, you know, when you're in a, those kind of one-kick situations and that type of thing, they're, um, you know, I mean, you could do that, things like that. But, I mean, I think we all know in the National Football League there's there's competition every day and there's competition from everywhere. So um, you can claim players, you can trade for players, um and you can, you know, have competition within your team. So I think everybody knows that that's, that's what it is. And um, the competition may not even be on our field, but there could be competition coming from somewhere else. You just go out there and do your best every day. And, and that's, you know, that's what all the players try to do. And if they don't do well, then, you know, then the team is going to be looking for somebody else, like I said, to acquire them however they acquire them. But, um, that's you know that's up to the individuals to get the opportunities to take advantage of them and and create um, a, a role or value for themselves based on their performance and I mean that's the business we're all in so I don't I don't see it any differently this year last year or from position to position or you know coaches players front office people I mean a lot of us have been fired and you know and had to, you know, been replaced on a club for one reason or another. Um, that's, you know, part of being in the National Football League for 
most everybody that's in it, with very few exceptions. Uh, that's you know that's the way it is. We know that, and we signed up for it. You know that. I mean, you you did it. I did it. I mean, pretty much everybody that's played. There's not not a lot of players or coaches that you know are involved in that in one way or another. So I think we all understand that. So, um, all right, Coach, so your favorite part of the day. I, I know you look forward to this. It means the interview is over. So I saw, um, just looking at Mike Reese's notes here from the day, Coach, and, it, and he, he mentioned how um, you know Cam Newton finally uh, got a taste of what uh, Patriot life could be when he fumbled the ball and he had to take a lap. Um, so, I, you know, and I see other teams are, do, are still doing that. I always wondered, as a player, um, the fact that, those drills still kind of work, right? Like it's like it's something to do with the embarrassment of running the lap uh, while everyone else is sitting there watching you. Now, is this a tried and true, uh, you know, formula for you, or is it more of a you know sadistic way of getting back at your players? <laughs> well, I don't know. When I played, which was obviously a long time ago, and uh, not very well, I might add. Um, you know, I ran my fair share just like everybody else did. And, you know, I think when when I did it, I mean, I usually thought about what caused me to, to do that and what the consequence was. And I'd say it gave me some motivation to try to prevent that from happening again or from making that same mistake again and to be a little more conscious and aware and, uh, put more concentration and effort into, you know, into not making that mistake, whatever it happened to be. Um, so, I don't know. I don't want to get into a big, you know, No, I know. It, it I like is, it when it the is, coaches it, take the laps. I know, though. but it is yeah. funny because it's um, – whenever I see other teams – when I, when I see other teams do it, and it's the first time a team is kind of, you know – you know, um, you know, having you know the first time a coach introduces it, there's a lot of backlash. It's like resistance towards it, like they're above it. And in the end, it's it's still a game, and, and nothing's really changed since you were 12, I guess. Well, I mean, I don't know about that, but it's you know when, when I was at the Giants, um, and, and obviously I wasn't the head coach there, so you know we did things the way Bill wanted to do them, and and very successfully, I might add. And so, um, you know, when I was the defensive coordinator or the special teams coordinator, um, you know, if the guy made a mistake, you know, sent him on a lap. Um, but I would say, you know, there's some some effectiveness to that. But when I went to Cleveland, um, you know, a lot of times I would just send the whole team on a lap. And then that way it's, I would say there's a little more peer pressure on the mistakes because the whole way around the lap, you know, everybody's pretty much giving the business to the guy that caused them to run and, you know, <laughs> you know who that is. So I thought that was even a little more effective than, you know, just sending one person, send the whole team. Now that, you know, slows down practice at times and maybe, you know, you lose, you lose a player or two more that you could have run, but, you know, you could maybe you get your point across a little bit differently. So and there's a lot of different ways to do it. And um, I'm not saying I got all the answers or anything that I do is right. You know, I try to do what I think works for me and works for our team. 
I'm sure there are other teams that have been very successful that, you know, have different ways of doing things. And, you know, that's great too. So, um, but however you do it, I think there are certain things you got to emphasize that are important to winning. And if you do those, you're probably going to be okay. And if you don't do them, then you're probably not going to, you know, win very often. So however you get those things done, that's really the bottom line. And I don't think there's a, you know, necessarily any magic or right way. There's a lot of different ways, but it's, you know, you end up doing something that you're comfortable with or you believe in or you think is the right way to do it. And just make that decision and, and go with it. But you you got to get those things done or, you know, if the results aren't good, then, you know, nobody's happy with that. So. Yeah, that's probably the worst. You take a lap and then you come back and make the same mistake all over again. Good talking with you, uh, Bill. We'll do it again next week. Have a good one. All right. Sounds good, Glenn. Christian, have a good one, and we'll see you soon. Right, you thanks. got it. See you later. Bill right, Belichick thanks. right here on OMF.